we look at the Carlos of Yavon, one of the four exiles that the Jewish people experienced was the Carlos Yavon. What we look was the defining point about Carlos Yavon. It's brought in the Seder item that the year Alexander, who was really the first world emperor from Yavon, the year Alexander the Great came to power, was the year that the last Navi Malachi died. Which means Yavon came into prominence only after there was no longer Navu in the world. Now, this is true on a physical level, like the, 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 the dates work out. But we're going to see it's true on an ideological level also. Let's look at an amazing Gemara. We know that we lost Nevoah with, with the death of the last Navi. That was the time period of the Antichrist Zagadayla. The Antichrist Zagadayla, the man who enacted the Takonis to set down the fundamentals, so to speak, of the Dinim de Rabbanan, was an assembly of 120 Zakanim. Among them were the last three Navim. So when Malachi died, Nevo was left with him as well. But now, the last of the Ancient Kenesis was left the Mishnah, Hashem and Tzadik. And the Gemara in Yuma, the test tells us that when Hashem and Tzadik died, so then there was a further a number of Nisim which until that time had taken place and ended with the death of Shemin HaTzadik. The Gemara in Yemen, like we mentioned, gives five different Nisim, which ended, so to speak, with the death of Shemin HaTzadik. The first one is, as long as Shemin HaTzadik was alive, the Menorah stayed lit. Even though they only put in enough oil to last the night, the menorah remained alight the whole day as well until the Kohen Gadol used to extinguish it and relight it the following night. The second one, as long as Shem was alive, the fire in the Mizbech didn't need to be supplemented with any outside wood. Here Hashem sent the fire which took consumed the Karbanas and after Shem died, that was no longer the case. The kind of need to add wood every to build a wood fire, so to speak, and the marocha for the fire to burn. As long as Shimon Tzadik was alive, there was a special bracha which was sent down, and the coin could eat even the smallest amount, the size of a pool, the size of a bean, a very minute amount of the lechem upon him, and he'd feel satisfied. After Shimon Tzadik died, that bracha was no longer there in the food. As long as Shimon Tzadik was alive on Yom Kippur, when the Kohen Gadol had to take the two lights, the one for Hashem and the other for Azazel, so during Shimon Tzadik's lifetime, the light for Hashem, the God Hashem always came out in his right hand. It was a sign, Ke'ilu, the Rakhadish Baruch accepted the Avodah. And the last one the Gemara brings is that on Yom Kippur they used to tie a red string at the entrance to the Heichal. And as long as Shimon Tzadik was alive, 
every year that's, that string turned white. After Shimon Tzalek died, there was none other case. So we see there was a certain miraculous Sanhaga, as long as Shimon Tzalek was alive. And once Shimon Tzalek died, those miracles were no longer evident in the base of English. And the question is, what happened? What happened? Why were those missing there during the lifetime of the leadership of Shimon Tzalek, and why did they end afterwards? And this wasn't the same thing as Nevoah being taken away, because like we saw, Nevoah had already been taken away at an earlier stage. So, to answer this, let's look at the teaching of Shimon Tzadik himself. We have one Mishnah. So Shimon Tzadik himself, the Mishnah at the beginning of Perkavis. And Shimon Tzadik teaches us there are three pillars that the world stands on. Aratayra, <coughs> what does it mean? What's the pillar that the world stands on? The world doesn't rest on pillars. What it means is that there's three sources, so to speak, of connection to Hashem. And that's what the world stands on. Some form of connection to Hashem. We can connect to Hashem through Torah. We can connect to Hashem through Avoda, so we connect to Hashem through Gminus Chasadim. Torah is when we're learning Hashem's Chachma, Avoda is when we're using the means at our wherewithal at our disposal to, in the service of Hashem, and Gminus Chasadim we're trying to emulate Him. And then we Zaychet, Hashem reciprocates and brings us Chasad. These are the three pillars which the world stands on, which means that these are the three ways that we can interact with Hashem. In the base of Megdash, we mentioned before, there were three different places where there was a revelation of the Shechem. The obvious one, the first one, the Pasuk says, on top of the Aaron HaKadosh. When added to Yichasham, Yivadicham Al-Kaparish, Yivayin Shnei HaKrubim. And the Gilei Shechem of the Aaron HaKadosh was connected to Torah. That's where Nevoah came from, when there was Nevoah. That was one place where there was, a, where there was, so to speak, evidence of the Shechin and the Beis HaMikdash. The second was in the Mizbech. We found also by Nadim that they got the Nevoah from the Mizbech. Rashi in the brings the exterior in the Psukim, where the Hashim spoke from the Mizbech, so to speak, from the Anakadosh. And the third one, the third... Uh, Proof, if one wants evidence of the, of the fact that the Shechina resided in the Mishkan and the Beis Hamikdash, was the Menara. And let Chazal say, what's the Eidus? What testimony is the Mishkan giving? It's an Eidus lechol boyayim shal Shechina shayr biYisrael. It's an Eidus to the world that the Shechina rests in the Beis Hamikdash, rests among the Jewish people, and the proof was the fact that the light of the Menara stayed in that stayed burning. It was And therefore, in Shimon Tzadik's time, as we explain now, so in Shimon Tzadik's time, there was, there was a revelation of all these three. There was no longer Aaron Akkadish in the second place of Mekdash. But what they had in place of that was Akkadish Akkadashim. Now, 
let's talk about which of the three each of these Nisim referred to. So we spoke about the Ayin HaKodesh was the place of the Torah. It was the repository of the Torah. The Torah said the Torah was there, the Ruchos were there. The Menorah was a symbol of the Avodah. I'll say a few minutes more. And the, and the Mizbech was a symbol of Gemiras Hasadim. And the reason for that? The reason for that, because like we said, the reason how Gemiras Hasadim is a connection to Hashem is because that's what we do, which we causes Hashem to act to act in kind. And therefore it's, it's a way for through Amaisim to bring down the Shafa from Shemaim. Now, when there was a Mizbech, so the Mizbech served as the means that we could, so to speak, bring Karbanas on behalf of Kal Yisrael, on behalf of the whole world. On Sukkot, the Roshim and Parim connected the nations of the world. And then in response, the Shefa came down from Shemaim for the whole world. Famously, the Gemara says, if the Goyim realized how much they lost, when we stopped bringing Karbanas on their behalf, they would have been sent God to protect the Beis Amigdash, not to destroy it. So the, the, the Mizbeach served as a focal point through which we could do chesed to the world by bringing Karbanas on their behalf, which would bring down Shefa in response. Now, as long as Shimon Tzadik was alive, as long as Shimon Tzadik was alive, the Shekhinah was evident in all three. Firstly, the Shekhinah was evident on the Mizbech. HaKadosh Baruch Hu sent the fire to accept the Karbanas. They never needed to add fire. So the fact that the Shekhinah was Merutze, was, so to speak, satisfied with the with Yisrael's Karbanas, the fire came in Hashemayim. And the response, HaKadosh Baruch Hu sent the bracha and the food. And that's why if they could eat very little and be satisfied. The, the response for the Karbanas which we bring up in order to bring down the and the came down. And he made that it came down that the food which was used, whatever the food was in Mr. Mikdash, was given the special quality of bracha. Secondly, the Minara. Why is the Minara the symbol of the Avodah? So we've mentioned this before. The Ramban on the Pashas and the Sim, which we're reading every day in Hanukkah, brings a famous Chazal that after all the Nesim had brought the Karbanas, Aaron Akoyim was Mitzdaya. And Aaron said, all the Nesim had a chance to bring Karbanas and not me. And Hashem says, that you And the Ramban asked the question, if you're looking to what the Kohen does that the other Nesim couldn't do, that the rest of the Jewish people were forbidden from. So you could talk about that if you can bring the Korbanis. The Rabbans talk about the Keteris. Why is the example that Hashem gives him specifically the Minera? So, that is suggest, we've said this before. There was something unique about the Minera which you don't find in any other avoid of the kind of. And that is, every other avoid of the kind of the Besamekdosh the coin got something back, so to speak, as a reward. When he brought the carbonus, he got to eat the meat. If you're talking about a carbon ayla, he got to keep the leather. He got to keep the hides. He got to keep the leather. When you're talking about the kataris, it was a school of rashiris. It wouldn't let a coin do it more than once. Because they ever brought the kataris, became wealthy. Every, uh, same thing from Zadash, it was a school of rashiris. Every avoid of the coin did, there was, so to speak, some benefit for the coin himself. 
The only Avoda we find, which is done on a regular basis in the Basin Mikdash, which it doesn't say anywhere that the coin got anything, any personal benefit from, was the Menorah. Was the Menorah. The Avoda Saneris, we don't find anywhere the coin gets something from it. He didn't get to keep the oil. There's no schooler for what he got back from that in the Neris. And therefore, this is a symbol of Avoda. Avoda is something which is done, Hashem Shemai. So the Menorah was a symbol of Avoda, doing Avoda the man Hashem. And as long as Shem Nathalik was alive, the nace of the Neris remained. The Menorah stayed alive. And then the last point, and that is the two Avodas of Yom Kippur, which were connected to the Kodesh HaKadoshim. The Avodah of, first, the Sari Hashem, which was in, always in his right hand, and the second part is the Sari Azazel, which was what caused the string to turn from red to white. Those are the two Avodas which are connected to the Kodesh HaKadoshim. And that Kapara came from the connection, so to speak, to, to the Kodesh HaKadoshim. They didn't have an Aaron Kodesh in the base of Megdosh, but that was the Makam where the Aaron Kodesh was meant to have been. But there was still a Shekhinah to some extent that, that we gave him the Kapara every year. Now, Shimon Atalik fulfilled a number of, pra- of roles simultaneously. He was a Kohen Gadol, he was also the leader of the Dar. He was also in charge of Israel. We see when anything political happened, it was Shimon Atzadik's responsibility to meet Alexander, whatever it would be, to take care of it. What happened when Shimon Atzadik died and all these brachas stopped? What happened when he died? So we understand that what happened, what must have happened, is if there was no longer the Nisim in any of these three areas, we understand what must have happened was that Klai Yisrael's Torah, Avod, and Gemini's Chasarim all got weaker. All got weaker. And as a result, we are no longer Zeicher to Megiddo Yishchina that there wasn't told. Okay, so let's look historically and see what happened. No, what happened next? Let's look what happened after Shemir Tarek died. And this is a number of different stories which are all brought in the Gemara in different places. The first one, who, who took the position after Shimon Atzadik as a Kohen Gadol? So the, the Gemara Menachas tells us that Shimon Atzadik had two sons. One was called Shimi and one was called Chonya. And they got into a fight with each other who was going to be the next Kohen Gadol. And a whole intrigue of how the one wanted to displace the other one. Until eventually Chonya, the one son of Shimon Atzadik, got uh, kicked out of Yishalayim. And what happened was he ran away to Egypt and he built a replica of the base of Migdash in Alexandria, in Egypt, and he started bringing Kabbalah there. In his new base of Migdash called Beis Chonya. And Beis Chonya lasted until Kimat the time of the Chorban. Beis Chonya was destroyed when the Roman Emperor, Augustus Caesar, destroyed the Jewish community of Alexandria. And Augustus was the Emperor before Vespasian, so it was Kimat the time of the Chorban. Now, what damage did that do? What damage did that do that there was now a rival base of Megdash in Egypt? So let's look at a Gemara. A Gemara which also is interesting. The Gemara tells us about the Basra that the Roman 
The general asked Rabbi Akiva, why do you get stuck? He says, if you see that a person, it was decreed on him to suffer poverty, so then obviously Hashem wants him to be poor. And if that's the case, by enriching him, you're disregarding what Hashem wants. And he gives the marshal. Imagine a person has committed a crime and the ruling authorities throw him into jail. If you're going to help him stage a jailbreak, no one's going to be proud of you. You're going against what this person was sentenced to. So if that's the case, he asked him, if Hashem decided a certain person should be poor, let him be poor. He's obviously meant to suffer poverty. By giving him funds, by enriching him, I'm so to speak disobeying what Hashem wants this person to go through. Now this wasn't just a philosophical question. This was the mentality of Rome, which came as an extension of Greece. They wouldn't support poor people. The gods were angry with them, they let them suffer. So what was Rabbi Akiva's answer? Rabbi Akiva's answer was, no. HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives the rich the money for the poor person also, so that, that way they can have the source of supporting the poor person. In other words, it's not that Hashem doesn't want the poor person to have. He gives extra to the rich man so that he'll get the schus of transferring to the poor person what he deserves, what he's meant to get. What is the difference between the worldview of Rabbi Akiva and the worldview of the Greeks or the Romans? And if you think about it, we'll see that the interesting point is like this. If we understand that the shepherd is coming down collectively for everybody together, then we can understand what Rabbi Kiva says. Klai Yisrael collectively has given enough for everybody in Klai Yisrael to have what he needs. It's just now the responsibility of those people who were, so to speak, given more than their fair share to be the agents to distribute to the others who got less. But really, the shepherd is coming down for everybody. But then you have to see things as being communal, as being a fair for everybody. Whereas if every person is getting what he's entitled to, and if that's the case, what I, what I get is only what you get. Then we understand the mentality of the Greeks. If this person is meant to get, he's, he'll get directly. And if not, he won't get. Why should I go buy somebody else? The Yisrael of Rebekah is baptism of this many times. This is a Klai Shatem Kurim Adam, and again, it's famous. The Klai Shal collectively is an Adam. Klai Shal gets something collectively. Klai Shal's merit comes as a tzibur. And if that's the case, Klai Shal's shepherd comes together also. But if that's the case, it has to be that there's one Sechum Mizbech. That there's one place which, through which we're working to get the shepherd, and the shepherd's coming from there. The regular there's going to be a multiplicity of people trying to do their own avoider, whatever it's going to be. So then Klaishra don't have the united, so to speak, focus on one mahaluk and how we're going to all get together. The Maral says a similar thing when he talks about why the Khurban Bayashani came about because of the sin of Khinam. And he says what kept the Bayashani was the Achdus. It became a focal point for Klaishra. It wasn't Navu, because it didn't have any second best in but what kept the Ba'i Shani was this was the focal point of Klai Yisrael. And we made it, the Acts of Yisrael kept us as the channel through which we could approach Hashem and Hashem would bring down Shepherd to the world. But as soon as there's a rival Ba'i Samikdash and people are bringing Karbanas somewhere else, then we've lost that communal sense of Avoida which was done in the Ba'i Samikdash. 
So the Gminus Hasadim, which came from the Mizbech, which was meant to be on behalf of the whole Jewish people, was no longer on behalf of the whole Jewish people. It was a significant amount of Jewish people who had now found themselves in an alternative location. As you know from the various Gemaras in Sukkot and other places, of the enormous size of the Jewish community in Alexandria. We now had Darm Beis HaMikdash. It was an Esau. It's called Shechot Echutz. It was Oscar and Karbanus there, but they did. Right. So we, we lost, so to speak, the centrality of the Mizbech as being the one source of how we're going to try and bring Shafa from Shemaim. And therefore we lost the, as a Mokh Mishchina, the Nisim of the Mizbech. So, that was the first point. <coughs> the second thing which went wrong in Klai Yisrael. And that was, the Kohenim started being Mazals and Narayda. We already see in the last Nebuah of Malachi, a certain hint to this, an allusion to this. Lechem ha-Kohenim ha-Boizim ha-Shmi. V'amartim b'me bozino ha-Shmecha. B'emarchem lechem ha-Shem ha-Goyalho. L'mivzin namais achle. When you, the Kohenim, said that the Abayda of Hashem is something despicable. And we're going to look for the most cheap and the most insignificant animals to bring us a Korbanus because it's not worth our while. And there's an attitude of zilzul, an attitude of disdain for the avoid. And like the, the, the Navi says in his final endeavor, he says, I don't need your karbanas, I'll take them away from you. I don't need your avoid. And like the Bach explains in the beginning of Hilchus Hanukkah, if that's what happened to the Kani, that they were starting to, so to speak, look at the avoid as something which was not hush of something which was zilzul, some which was despised. So then they lost the Kesha to Hashem through Avoid also. Not just the Menes and the Menera. That was why the Greeks came and, and took, as the Bach explained, and took away the Avoid altogether. They closed down the Besson Megdash. And what was the third thing which went wrong? Which went wrong? Perhaps the, most, the worst of the three. Shimon at Sadiq's Talmud was Antigone Shir Saikhoi. As we know, the next mission for Gavis. And Antigonus is his Talmudim were Tzadok and Beitus. Shimon was still a dar. Shimon Tzadok was still a dar who knew Nevim. He was one of the Anshikins like Tzadok. He knew the Nevim who had been part of the Anshikins like Tzadok. The first post Nevu dar, a dar who hadn't seen Nevim, was a dar of Antigonus Shri Saychoy. And his Talmudim basically denied Tzadok about that. Tzadok and Beitus began two new streams the Jewish people who re- rejected the Torah Shabbat What does it mean they rejected the Torah Shabbat This isn't a continuation of the Torah. The Torah was the Torah of Shabbat The Torah was the Torah which was given through Nebuah. Anything the Chacham came to add, we rejected. This isn't a part of the Torah. Let's take him in the Beitosim. Not only did they reject the Torah Shabbat as we see it throughout the Gemara in many cases, in many cases, they did everything in their power to try and uh, thwart the efforts of the Rabbanon to try and interfere with the Sanhedrin, to try and uh, over, be more powerful than uh, most of Israel who were loyal to the Chachamim and to Tosh and in some places to even instigate cases where they managed to murder the Chachamim Torah. It happened twice. Once in the time of Alexander Yanda, Alexander Yanda, and the second in the time of Hordus. Let's take on the Beitaisim were developed in a stream within the Jewish people, so to speak, which denied Torah Shabbat denied the Chachamim, denied Torah Shabbat and they worked actively in any way they could to try and, uh, like I said, interfere with, 
or even like overcome or even destroy. And when that happened, and the significant chalik of Klai Yisrael was now acting against the Torah, so then we lost the Kasha through Torah too. So in the Dar following Shemra Tzadik, we lost all three, so to speak, all three areas of the Amudin, the connections to Hashem, because Klai Yisrael collectively had fallen in all three areas. It's interesting. By other times of Godless, by other periods of Godless, whether it was Babel, whether it was Edom, whether it was Parasumadai, our enemy were the Goyim. Our enemy were the Goyim. When it comes to Yavon, it's true Yavon were the, 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 so to speak, the empire we were fighting. But really, our enemy were the Misyavnim, were the Jews who wanted to bring Yavon into Eretz Israel. Historically, we know it wasn't the Yavanim who came on their culture campaign. They were asked to come by the, by the Misyavni, by the Tzlaikim and the Beitaisin. By those who were trying to fight the Chachamim, they invited them. They were the ones who were the most active, so to speak, agents in trying to <coughs> close down. In trying to close down the Makomis of Torah, of Avodah, whatever it would be, and try and change the Syrah of Kai Israel to be more in line with the Greek Hellenistic culture. And like the Apostlech says, When the enemy is coming from within, they're the most, the most dangerous. Just to give you a marshal, which was a, is a very good marshal to this idea, is the story of the communists in Russia. We all know that the communists in Russia were anti-religion, they went on a campaign to close down any form of Yiddishkeit, to forbid learning Torah, stop Mitzvah servants, anyone who tried to keep anything was sent to Siberia. But historically, that wasn't the original communist agenda. Not at all. Communism came as a, so to speak, a political, maybe social thing, to replace the czarist feudal system and corruption with a new kind of socialist ideology. What turned communism into the anti-religious force that it became was a Jew. Was a Jew, his name was Leon Trotsky. And he was the second in the Communist Party. After Lenin, who was the leader of the Communist Party, the second, so to speak, the general of the Red Army, was Leon Trotsky. He was a Jew. He was the one who developed in the Communist Party what was called the Yasektia, which was the Jewish division, which became the agent of the secret police to try and uproot Yiddishkeit. He was, that was the one person in his lifetime that the Chavetz Chaim gave a clue to. The Chavetz Chaim gave a clue to him. He cursed him. After he heard about, saw the amount of damage that he was doing to all the Jewish communities in Russia, he destroyed the Jewish guys. It's brought down. Chavetz Chaim brought him to Al-Talmidim with candles. He took out the Praetoria, blew the Shafer, and it was Mekadil, Leon Trotsky, Bishan Melchus. And it was Mahal Meichel and all the clients of the Kseris Patera. And Kiyudu, from Leon Trotsky's power position as the general of the Red Army, as the second in command of Communist Russia, a year later Lenin died. Leon Trotsky was ousted from power, was expelled from Russia. He was a fugitive who was killed by the KGB in Mexico. He was trying to run. So the COVID times sort of worked. But Lemaise, he did the damage he did. It was the Jews within the Communist Party who 
destroyed Yiddishkeit of Russia. So of course we look at the Russians as the enemy. But what brought the Tsar was the Yiddish. And the same thing happened with Greece. Of course, when they came to fight, the Greek army was the ones who fought. But what brought the Tsar to the Jewish people was the Misyavni. <coughs> it is part of the Shittim. To uproot the Koyach of the Chacham. I'll just give you a remi- uh, someone to remind him for this. We see in the story of Hanukkah itself. First one. The Midrash which talks about the four guardians and says, Vachoshech zu Malchus Yavon. Malchus Yavon is called darkness. Why? Because they used to tell the Jewish people to write on the doors of their houses. You don't have a chalik with the God of Israel. Now, if the Yavonim were atheists, they should have written much simpler. They should have written much simpler. There isn't a God. What is the point of writing that you don't have a chalik with the God? He's there, but you don't have a chalik in him. And the answer was, this wasn't a Yavani decree of atheism. This was a Tzatoki decree. That to make the, those who are faithful to Kachamim, you're not a valid continuation of the Jewish people. But if the Torah of Alpeh, what you're following, isn't, the, so to speak, a chalik of Torah of Yisrael. It's not a chalik of the Rehaban Tzolim. Let me ask another question. We say in Aranisi, we talk about the nice Hashem did. We say, Masaita, Gibarim, Biyad Chaloshim, Rabim, Biyad Matim, Matmeh, Biyad Dharim, and so on. Now, if you're talking about the, na- the nature of the miracle, it makes sense why it's a miracle that you gave the many into the hands of the few, the strong into the hands of the weak, because in normal warfare, the powerful or the numerous are going to overcome, are going to be victorious against the few and the weak. But what's the Mahim and Tahrim going to do with it? What's Chatzadikim and Oskit as a Zaydim and Is there any rule in warfare that the Tahrim are more powerful than the Tahrim? Why is that a part of the a part of the Alanism? There isn't a, it's, it's not it's not miraculous in of itself, so to speak, that the 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 Torah overcame the Tame, that the Tadikim overcame the Rishayim. There's no reason why it should be the other way around. And the answer is the Alanism is talking about two things. The Alanism is number one talking about the Greek army which we overcame in battle. That's the first part of Alanism. And there's also the second part, which is that stoke him who you gained the upper hand of. When they appointed their own coin god, and they, they were, in the time of the Greeks, they were ruling the Jewish people. So Hashem gave us a victory over them too. For example, who were the Tzmein? This is the mission in Menachas. The Kohenim who had worked in Beis Chonya were not allowed to work in the Beis Mishnah in Shalai. They were Even though they were Kohenim, they were forbidden from working. Kohen Shalai in Beis Chonya is possible for in, in Shalai. He was considered like his tummy. He wasn't to The Zaydim were those who were against the Oiskis Terasecha. The Zaydim were the Tzadikim who were going to fight the ones who Oiskis Terasecha. Now, if that's the case, where does the victory, where did the victory over Yavon come from? When, where, where did Kai Yisrael improve? Where did Kai Yisrael, so to speak, rectify what they did wrong? Well, when it came to Beis Chanya, we didn't really improve it. That was there until the time of the Chorban Nedi. When it came to the Tzadikim, they were also around until the Chorban. The area which Kai Yisrael improved in was Dafka the Kohenim, 
who had been found at fault for being misrushed on Avoida were mischazek and they went to get and they were most to get Avoida back. And they did. And that's why the nace of Hanukkah was Dafka and the symbol which came connected the Avoida of the Kainim. Was Dafka the Menorah. That the nace which they had been in the time of Shemin of Tariq to show that Hashem is Shari by Yisrael to show that there's a connection to, to the Shechina through the Avoida Sakonim which was the fact that the Menorah stated that that was the nace which came back. Because that showed that they've rebuilt that connection to the Menorah. They've rebuilt that connection to Avoida and he made it, the came back again. Now, while this was a symbol of the victory of the Jewish, of the Jewish people, I'm talking about the Jewish people who were loyal to the Torah, was <coughs> because this was part of the worldview of the Mishyabim, of the Tzadikim. And that is that the Shechin is no longer showing Klai Yisrael. And if you can see a place where you see this, that when we do what we meant to do, the Shechin comes back, it means that this is not kosher to the fact that we lost the verb. It could be we lost the verb, but there would still be Nisim. In, in the lifetime of Shimon Atzalik himself, he wasn't a Navi, but these Nisim still took place. And therefore, it's not because Hashem took away the verb. There can't be the symbols that the Shechin is here. If we Zaychim, we can get that. And the proof we had for that was Hanukkah. The proof of Hanukkah was that even though this was years after the verb, this was a hundred years after Shimon Atzalik, but when Klai Yisrael did what they needed, in order to deserve that that kasher comes back, then it will come back, and the nation will come back too. And this was meant to be the symbol for the other ones also. We weren't zeichet to that. We never got back the mishim of the menorah, of the mizbech, like the rest of the duration of the second basin like this. We never got back the mishim of the, of the kapara either. But the symbol of the, the menorah was the symbol that that's just because we're not right. It's not that it's taken away from us. If, if we would be right, we get that back also. And that's, the, that's why the most so we, we celebrate the Menorah. That's the nice we celebrate. And we say, in the, in the future, Oz Egmar, Bashir Mizbar, Hanukkah Samizbech. In the future, we'll be able to get the other Hanukkah back to. Then Oz Egmar, now we'll be able to finish the Hanukkah Samizbech. The Hanukkah Samizbech also. Because that was, the other, that was just one of the other two Hanukkah which they had. Which they lost. The Maeser, as always, a goddess of any nature comes against whatever Klai Yisrael doing wrong. Besides the fact that the Yivanim defiled the Beis HaMikdash and wouldn't let them do the Vaida, there's another point we find also. The Adam Mizbech Shashiktum Anshay Yavon. They had to rebuild the Mizbech. There was another area where Klai Yisrael were found at fault and you made it for something else which had to be rebuilt. It wasn't there. The Mephoshim would bring down that there was the, the reason we say Hanul Hashalim every day of Hanukkah. Even on Pesach we don't say Hanul every day. In Sukkot we do, but on Pesach we don't. So why on Hanukkah do we say Hanul every day? The person can bring down. The reason we don't say Hanul every day on Pesach is because it wasn't a new carbon every day. It's the same carbon again and again and again, all every day of Pesach. Circus every day the Qurbanas change. It's true, it's going down, but it's a new amount of Qurbanas. So it's a full huddle. So the first thing down, on Hanukkah there was also a new Qurbanas every day. Because it didn't have a Mizbech. So they had to rebuild the Mizbech, and now they could start bringing Qurbanas, which I haven't been able to bring. So this was the first day brought to Odes in Edis for how many years? The first day brought Odes with Sarah for how many years? There was a Chiddush in the Qurbanas, which is obviously a huddle I got every day. So yes, Hanukkah we lost that too. 
We lost the terror. There was Nigzaras not in the terror. We lost the way. We lost Mizbech. And we had to rebuild all, the, all of them. But the one which was, which Kleisro managed to rectify what they did wrong, so to speak. And there was Zerat Hashem was the winner. And that's why that became the symbol of Bayashani. As you see, always the Bayashani symbol was the winner. That was the symbol of the Chacham. That you see that if we do the right thing, we can get the Shechina back. We weren't Zechan Yadis. Yadis in the future we will be. But it's the right of the Shechina Sharibi Yisrael. And as we said before, the Mishkan Ha'edus. The Minayar is the symbol of the Shechina Yisrael. It wasn't just the symbol in the time of the Beis Amigdash when Shemina Tzadik was there, that the Minayar was there every night. The Minayar also became the symbol, the Osid Lavan, that the Shechina Sharibi Yisrael. Because it's a proof that even if we lost it for a time period, but when we Zechan, it comes back. When we Zechan, the noise comes back again. And we'll get the Shechina back. And he made the Shechina Shari in Yisrael. It's not evident because you haven't been Zechan yet. But if the day shall come, when we have the other ones too, but when we'll reverse what we've done wrong, whether it's regard to Torah, or Hasar, and the other Chalakim, so to speak, of the pillars which were created to Hashem, then we'll be Zechan to see the Shechina there as well. And therefore Chanukah, on the one hand, is, is a celebration of the time, but it's also the vision of the future. The moral story isn't, doesn't focus on Hanukkah. It starts from the beginning and it goes until the end. Part of Ketzei Yeshua. Because that was a symbol of the Shechina Shari of Yisrael, which we know is still there. In one day, we will be Zeichen. The Korah, we should be Zeichen to see it also.